Put the kids to bed. It's time to go looking for dinner. My name is Tim Black. Welcome to Pause with Tim Black, the podcast. Glad you're here. In this episode of Pause, entitled, Is Bad for Business, I dissect Facebook and its disgusting ways of making money, profit on the backs, psyches, and mental well-being of its visitors. Also, I go in on Bill Maher once again. The hypocrisy of his guests who go on a program and don't confront a man who's proven time and time again he hates the blacks. The left gets the shellacking. Remember, find me at timblackpaws.com. Write us at clientcaretimblacktv.com. And remember, cut the check. I don't even know, Johnson. Wow, on Facebook. <laughs> All right, guys, so look, you're tuned into the blackest show on the black side of the internet dark hole of, of the realness. You're tuned into the Tim Black Paul show, and that's where for about 40 minutes, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, sometimes a little bit longer, I really don't know, we talk about something and we get really, 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 really blacker than black. We get black, black on it. That's what we do. We keep it 100. We talk about a subject. And unlike many other programs that you watch, I'm not worried about getting fired. Nope, I'm not being censored. I mean, I'm being censored, but it's by, the, it's by platforms. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting censored by platforms. But I'm not being censored like internally where like they're going to pull the plug on me like my mic's not going to work. Where I'll be fired tomorrow. Yeah, that kind. Where I might I might wake up tomorrow and get a phone call that I got to go sit in front of an office, go sit in an office with some guy in a uh, two-piece suit and uh, some type of Italian suit, um, can Or some some lady, some white lady telling me, uh, nice to have you, you know, sorry things couldn't work out. You know how they do. So, so this is a different situation. So that's a beautiful thing, because usually when you watch content on the internet, and I don't really care who you watch it from. If they ain't independent, they can't be bold, they can't be real. They give you a little something here, and you go, yay! That's what I'm talking about. Then later on, they disappoint you. They didn't want to disappoint you. They had no choice. It's not theirs. Can't say what they want to say. Yeah, that Zaddy comes with negatives, too. <laughs> So this is where we at, y'all. This is what's happening. It's upsides and downsides to all that fancy equipment. <laughs> all that fancy studios. Wow, this person's got a show. Where'd that show come from? How did they get a show? That's nice. They just keep getting shows. Front man. <laughs> all right, enough, Tim. Having too much fun. Fun should not be allowed because here, we're going to get serious. Kind of. Mostly. So what's up, guys? Um, we'd like to cover one theme. And the theme of today's show is ironic. I was looking for it. I was trying to find something that would uh, resonate, that could have a through line throughout the show and hit home at the same time. And then I found it. It's good for business. It's good for business, Johnson. It's good for business. It ain't show friends, it's show business. 
is good for business. That is the theme of today's show. And I'm going to prove it to you. So it just so happens today, for some of you, it's been a rough day. Yeah, you had to focus on your jobs. You had to pay attention at work. You couldn't just loaf around and surf the internet. You couldn't play on your, your favorite social media apps because they were down, Johnson. That's right. Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram were down for several hours today. Now, Tim Black, why, Tim Black, why were those applications down? I almost had to listen to my boss's words. It almost didn't just sound like wah, 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 wah. It was actual words, and I could hear them. I had to focus on my task. I couldn't just swipe, swipe, swipe on pretty ladies' pictures on Instagram. Damn it, I couldn't scroll hip old hip-hop songs on Facebook. What's going on? I can't, I can't deal with this. Please, Tim Black, explain why the torture had to ensue. Well, yesterday on 60 Minutes, they had a, uh, a whistleblower came out. Yeah, whistleblower on 60 Minutes told all the negative garbage about Facebook. Right? All the truth about Facebook. And she had gathered all these documents, all this proof that not only is Facebook bad for you, not only is what Facebook's doing to make a profit evil and it's dangerous for the country, but that they know it's evil and dangerous to the country and that it's bad for you. And guess what? They don't care. Why? It's good for business. That's why it's good for business that you turn on your brother man or your other man and some other man. Yeah, it's good for business if you hate yourself. They found that Instagram itself, Instagram the app, is harmful to teenagers. It lowers their self-esteem, makes them hate themselves more, makes them, some of them go into depression. And they still keep it going. They keep doing things worse. In fact, they were going to make a separate app just to get more young people to tune into it because some of the young people don't want to be around the old people like me. So Facebook has repeatedly done things that they know weren't good for society. But because it was so profitable, they didn't give a damn, Johnson. It's good for business. Now, look, I got my own stories about Facebook, guys. Like, I know for a fact, ever since the 2020 elections, where I would criticize Democrats, that Facebook would show my content to angry conservatives. That's right. Angry conservatives loved my content because for a long time, I was dis dissing Joe Biden and dissing Kamala Harris and dissing the Democratic Party for all the chicanery and all the screwball stuff it was doing. About how they said they talked to Ice Cube about a black, a black contract with a black America, then they didn't do it. Or they gave some lame attempts. Or how they basically rigged the primaries once again. Uh, to get in Joe Biden, who was trailing in all the numbers at first. And everybody coalesced around Joe Biden and gave him the win anyway. And we end up stuck with this guy as a nominee and all the, all the horrible, horrible things that happened. Well, anyway, I don't want to go back down that rabbit hole, man. But what I'm trying to tell you is that Facebook put me in front of a lot of conservatives. Yeah, I know some of you may watch certain commentators on YouTube who told you Tim Black was a Biden supporter. No, Tim Black has shirts and buttons that say, no Joe. And I know that you're going to still watch them, Dolores. I'm just giving a name to a person I think would do that. 
Dolores, you would still watch a content creator that says I boosted Joe Biden, that I was a Joe, Joe Biden supporter when I was most when I was actually actually one of his most spoken, one of his most outspoken counter critiques of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris because they did not have a black agenda. They did not support black folks. They had nothing in their campaign promises or in their policies that made me feel good about them. But that's another story. I'm sorry. I had to say it. I had to say it. Because they lie, they lie, they lie, they lie, they lie, they lie, they lie. They lie. Back to Facebook, man, here. So I'm a guy going in on Joe Biden, right? That's why I conservatives like me because I, I was critiquing the Democratic Party. Well, soon after the election ended, I critiqued the, I critiqued the Democratic Party, but I was also critiquing Donald Trump. And I was critiquing uh, racism in America even more pronouncedly because the election's over. What happened, happened. I'm not going to stay talking about Trump and talking about Biden, about who's horrible, who's most horrible. And I started talking about other things like black folks in America being disenfranchised. And guess what? Conservatives hated it. Anybody who follows me on Facebook knows this. Conservatives hated me. They would hate watching Tim Black repeatedly. Repeatedly. I'm talking 150,000 people just, ah, mad as hell. But they had to watch. This is how all of this translates. What I found out last night and what I found out today when I watched the most, more of the footage about yesterday's interview is that Facebook's algorithm made those people see my content. Facebook algorithm kept putting me in front of people that hated my content. And Facebook knew they hated my content. They knew it would not help my show. They knew it would not help me sell products, merchandise, grow my community, all the things I've been working for years. I spent money with Facebook. Thousands of dollars over the last 10 years promoting my show to Facebook. They were happy to put my content and force my content in front of people that hated my content, knowing it made them pissed off. Knowing, knowing at one point it got so bad, guys, these people were threatening, sending me death threats. Facebook kept putting my content in front of people that hated my content to the point they wanted to kill me, Johnson. Literally. I contacted my local police. Basically, they told me the person would have to try to kill me at least before they could do anything. Facebook kept putting my content and continues to put my content in front of people that hate my content. Not people that would like my content like black people who want to hear me talk about pro-black shit. They want me to support black people. They want me to talk about how racist society is, how racist the Democratic Party is, how racist the Republican Party is. Instead, they put that content in front of conservatives who hate black people talking about race at all. Well, last night and today I found out that's their mode of operation. Facebook intentionally puts content in front of people that they hate because people will engage with content they hate and continue to watch it more than they will engage with content they like. Or almost just as much. Give it up saying, if you hate something, you're like, what the hell? What do you say? Oh, I hate this mofo. And then you'll comment. And then when you comment, it goes on your profile. And when, and when it goes on your profile, other people see it. And most likely, the people that you associate with feel the same way you do about a lot of stuff. So even more of those people like you say, what was you saying to him, Bob? Or Bob, Bob, what's going on? 
If you're like, hey, this this Tim Black fella is over here riling up the blacks, making the blacks angry. So then they'll go look at my Facebook page and they'll make a negative comment. Then their sister make a negative comment. Then their sons and daughters will come off the porch drinking a Budweiser. They'll make a negative comment. Then some guy skinning a possum in the backyard, he'll come on to the, he'll jump on an iPhone or something that he stole or that he, that he borrowed from another person. And then he'll start making a negative comment. And before you know it, he got all these people on Facebook, all these conservatives, all these people that have no business at all at all, looking at my content, engaging with Tim Black, who don't give a damn about Tim Black, would like to see Tim Black strung up. Those types of people end up on my channel telling me black people problems are just victimization. Black people hate themselves. Black people are making the most racist, hateful, disgusting comments. Not only does this impact me negatively, my self-aware, uh, well, my self-health, health, yeah, my health, not only does it do bad for me, it does bad for the viewer. Not only is it bad for the viewer or the person making the hateful comment, it's bad for my community that I spent years cultivating. When they come to my channel, they come to my page, my fan page, all they see is a bunch of hateful, pissed off, angry conservatives threatening me, threatening them, making negative comments about black people, page after page, thread after thread of angry, pissed off white people. And it's all intentional. Facebook did it all on purpose. That's why they were down today. Because last night, it blew up in their face. I don't know the woman's name. I forget her name. Frances Hagen. That's her name, Frances Hagen. On 60 Minutes, <coughs> she exposed all of it. She worked at Facebook for a couple of years. She had all the data. She stuck all the data out and exposed a whole lot of Facebook. Improved. Not only is Facebook bad for us, not only is it only bad for not just us. Facebook's bad for the world. But it's good for business. There are countries that use Facebook to harass, round up, and abuse its citizens. Facebook knows that. I think it's Myanmar. Somebody correct me if I'm getting that wrong. I don't want to get that wrong. I'm reading reports. I was looking at information <coughs> that shows that Facebook is worse than you think. Horrific stuff. Right now, the Facebook algorithm knows I'm talking badly about it. It will suppress this show based on what I say because it has an active algorithm. An active algorithm that limits how many people see my content. So instead of saying, okay, Tim Black makes this type of content, they know what I make. They know I make comment that is what? Supportive of black voting rights, supportive of reparations, supportive of... Damn, did I say it? Cut the check. Cut the check. Cut the check. I was too excited. I forgot to say it. The point is, Facebook knows that's what I do on this live stream. I've been doing this live stream three times a week for the last two months. The algorithm knows what this content's about. Do you think they go put this content in front of, I don't know, people who watch D.L. Hughley? No. 
You think they would go and put this content in front of people that watch, I don't know, Corey Holcomb or people that subscribe to the Black Authority or ADOS or all the other closely resembled like content that's like in the same bucket. None of us are the same, but in the same bucket. No. No. Instead, they'll put this content in front of Candace Owens' audience or Larry Elder's audience because they know it would trigger them. What I'm trying to tell y'all is that Facebook has been trolling all the people on the internet, but the problem with that, as horrible as that is, because that's horrible enough, Johnson, that is bad enough thing to do. It's more than just bad. It's dangerous. How many times are we going to hear about somebody resorting to violence because of something on social media? And if not to the person that created the content, it just put them in a mind state of anger and frustration. But they're like walking around a ticking time bomb. We got the pandemic going on, people losing their jobs, people don't know what their next, if they're going to be able to survive, they're going to be able to live indoors. All these things are going on, even to a higher extent than before. And you got Facebook triggering people who have even more time on their hands, sitting at home angry, looking at, the, looking at their smartphone. They're putting content in front of them just to keep them on their stinking app, just so they can see more ads. Yes, yes, they're doing it. Why? It's good for business. So I'm talking about cut the check. And we got people that are forced to watch it, forced to see it in their stream who don't want to see it, who it's not made for, who it would not appeal to, who Facebook would get no signs of enjoying it. And they know it and they do it anyway. It's good for business. That's the only reason why they did it, Johnson. And that's all got exposed. So they were down a few hours today. Hopefully they'll be down forever. Because not, not only does Facebook owe us money, owe me money, owes me money personally. How you going to take somebody's content, run ads on it, then say, oh, we don't like you to black, so we don't have to pay you because we don't like this type of content you put out. But still continue to run your ads on my content, but not let me make money off the content you're running ads on. Ah! So we're in the process of handling some legal proceedings with them. We'll see how that goes. Two could play that game. But I don't want to just stop at Facebook. I want you to realize that good business is good business for anyone. And there are people doing good business or business that is good for them, not good for the rest of us at every turn. The Democratic Party knows it's not good business to disenfranchise us. They know it's not good business for them to ignore what we want as a black community, what is necessary. Not even want. It's not even about want. I want people to realize we are so far beyond want, it's ridiculous. Where we are right now is survival. Okay? That's the way I had to understand it. I had, it had to sink in that we're talking about survival. When we talk about reparations, we talk about a, a black agenda. We're not talking about nice to have things. It'd be nice to walk your doggy or to have a doggy. It's a must-have, a roof over here. You must have protection from the elements. That's how bad it's getting. That's how bad it's been for so many people. And just because it wasn't me personally, just because I wasn't feeling it that way, 
doesn't mean brothers and sisters all across the country weren't. They were, and they are. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And then somebody with a platform, I decided it's important. It's more than important. It's necessary. It's a required action that I get involved in this fight and do my best to use all my tools to force Democrats to cut the check, not to help a particular Democrat, but to get the check cut. And if I can help some people, particular black people, in certain areas with better representation, hell yeah, I'd do that. But what, what I realized is that for some people, it became good business to lump in our movement for a black agenda, to lump in our movement for cutting the check, our movement for ADOS, our movement for B1, our movement for freed men, all of those positive movements to help the most disenfranchised people in the country, the people at the bottom of the barrel that they say they care most about, the people that they use our pain and our suffering to increase their numbers, who say, oh, we got black people with us, black people need our help. Those same people are very happy with ignoring black issues and continue to do so. Why? It is good for business. What you waiting for? An elevator to fall on your head? Like those cartoons where the kids, somebody's walking down the street. Oh, it's a piano. My bad. A piano got to drop on your head for you to get it? Man, I just put out a video yesterday from a special Sunday bonus show of the Paul Show with Tim Black. Well, I read you a survey, a study from the University of Chicago, ages 18 to 36, where black people were questioned about what was most important to them. And they told you race, black economics, police brutality. And you know how many of my white leftist friends retweeted that shit? Zero. Zero. I could go on my analytics and see thousands of them saw it. I could go on my analytics and see that thousands of white leftists saw my tweet. How many of them retweeted it? None of them, because it's not good for business. See, what helps us is not good for them. The only time they support us is when it benefits them. But they don't want to support us to benefit ourselves. No, no. No, that's, a good, that's not good for business. That's not a good business model. Supporting us to help us is not a business model they're fucking interested in. Sorry. Didn't mean to use that word. Damn. Swear, George Johnson. Get what I'm saying? What's good for business is not just privy to or it's just not accounted for by the horrible Facebooks of the world. It's also accounted for by your friendly neighborhood independent media person or your friendly cable person or your cable network that benefits from our destruction. It benefits from our pain and agony, our disenfranchisement, us being on the bottom. They benefit from it. They do well from it. They support from it. Maybe how much money is made from us being on the bottom. You know how many of these people have foundations and organizations where they care about the black people? Oh, the poor, the poor disenfranchised black people. Meanwhile, what they really want to do is tell us what we want, tell us what we need, and use our pain to get what they want and convince us that us getting this collective thing, which they benefit from, is more important than us getting something that we benefit from. Even though 
We're dying sooner than them. We're living more more uh, stressful lives than them. We're, we have less than them. The average black family, worth only 10% of the average white family, they don't give a shit. And that's not including B Bill Gates. That's not including Bezos. That's not including Elon Musk. You cut off the top 10 and cut off the bottom 10. Okay? Because I hear, I've seen people. Well, that includes all the rich bastards. No, it doesn't. Those people are not counted in those terms, counted in that equation. Still, it's not important enough for them to support our issues. Our issues to them are non issues. How else do you explain a person? How else do you explain a video about a survey that should be used as a tool by every leftist in the country? How to talk to black people? I gave you the, 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 the schematics. I gave you the map to the treasure. How to get the attention of black folks when you go into neighborhoods, when you make phone calls, when you canvass, when you do outreach. I told you, in case you don't know, here's what black people care about. Not what you care about. Not what your organization has on this charter. I'm telling you, reorganize your charter to match what black people care about. And they said, screw you, Tim Black. We don't care what you got to say. There you go, dividing us again. See, because I'm considered divisive fighting for black people. Fighting for black people is divisive. That's negative. Some would call it racist to fight for black people. And unlike other forms of fighting, like when I was supportive of all white or all leftist, white centrist or white issues that the left liked, like Medicare for All, climate change, those type of issues, student debt, they boosted that. So that's how I knew. That's how you know. That's how you know. It's very obvious, Johnson. Now, I know for some people, it's going to take a long time to sink in. You don't want to believe it. You don't want to believe that, the, that, uh, that your favorite commentator, your favorite news program, your favorite cable news anchor, you don't want to believe that Joy Reid is doing business as usual, is what's good business, a good business is not actually supporting black issues. Not really. If it was, if the business, if it was good business to support us and to fight for a black agenda, fight for, fight for reparations, they'd be doing it, wouldn't they? Because at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. But I'm trying to show people that you'll be more successful, not trying to trick black people into supporting your shit, but to actually be an honest person, be an ethical person, and support black issues, Right? Not only is it the right thing to do, it's what's easier, easiest. It's easiest just to do what the person wants. The person comes in, they want a haircut, they say, give me a fade with a soap on the side, with a couple parts on it, put a star in the back of it or a horseshoe or whatever. You may not like it, but guess what? They're fucking paying you. So you cut them the weird haircut that you would never wear in a thousand years because they're the customer. But instead, what they do, what the left does, is they have you sit in a chair and they try to talk you out of the thing that you think you want. 
It's not against you to get the haircut they want you to get. That they have. You have different hair. That's the same texture. That's the same hairstyle. That's the same culture. None of it. You don't have the same needs. You don't go to the same places. They don't care, Johnson. And if you don't want the haircut they want you to get, then you're divisive. How about you're divisive? How about the fact is, you, haircut person, stylist, master barber, you're the one that's divisive because you're trying to divide me from what best, what's best for me and make it all about you. Yeah, you're trying to make it all about you. So I'm advocating for the Democratic Party to get on board. So destroying the Democratic Party is not my number one goal. My goal is to make the Democratic Party listen to what we want and admit in front of all of their white supporters that they don't want to give us what we want. So when they lose, they can't say it's because of some crazy Russians. They have to admit to the world. Because if we keep exposing them, it'll be obvious. The reason why they lost is because they didn't want to fight for our issues. And the more vocal we are, that they're not fighting for the issues that we care about, the more of an opportunity for us to inject competition into giving us what we want. So if the Republicans want to beat the Democrats, there's a possibility that could happen. I don't give a damn about what name tag wins the race. I care about whose policies are going to help us the most. Shouldn't that be what you're concerned about? I mean, really? Shouldn't that be your main objective? What helps most? What's most beneficial? Forget the people trying to scare us. Man, we already, look, we already been through hell and back. We've been through hell and back two times, ten times, a hundred times. For black people to exist in America is a miracle. The fact that we are here is a miracle. They did their best to get rid of us. Consider us less than human. Locked us out of the middle class America. Locked us out of the New Deal, the Fair Deal. Gave us the Raw Deal. And now, they want to withhold giving us programs that we demand? All because it's good for business. I want to make it bad for business to do that. We have to make it bad for business for them to do that. We have to make it Bad for business for them to deny giving us what we demand. Not ask for nicely, not think it would be good to have, but must have demand or go to hell. That's how strong we got to be, Johnson. That's how real it's got to be. We've been playing catch-up in America since we've been here. Since we've been in America, we've been playing catch-up. We're a little tired of playing catch-up, America. Black people are beyond tired of playing catch-up, America. We ain't going to play catch-up no longer. And if you're going to make us sit in the back, we're going to make you as uncomfortable as possible by reminding you every step of the way, we don't like sitting in the back. See, we're not going to be like Terry Crews and dance and shuck and jive for you. Come up with ways to make it our fault. It's not our fault. This situation is not our fault. And if America doesn't act, it will continue to be America's fault. 
We have to come strong. We got to come real. We got to keep this real, 100, and we got to be willing to lose jobs. And that's really the problem, ain't it? But we got people today, right now, on certain shows, right now, going live. They could say something bold for black people. Will they say something bold for black people? Will they stand up live on the air and say something bold for black people? Will they take a stand for us? How often do you hear them do it? How often are people risking their jobs to stand up for black folks? It's bad for business. It's not just that they're bad people. It's bad for business. I cover stories of cops, police officers who stood up for citizens being beaten up by fellow cops and lost their pensions. I covered those stories. I know in our institutional racist systems, these racist structures, that it's bad for business to support us. Even they will outcast their own. They will destroy their own if they try to help us. But it's what must happen. It must go down that way because we need allies. And we need people that are on the inside. So don't tell me you're going to get on the inside to fight for us, but get on the inside and don't fight for us. That just makes you them. Get what I'm saying? If you get on the inside... You say, I'm going to go inside-outside game. Okay, but when you get on the inside, you got to actually fight for us because if you don't, you're just on the inside. I thought your idea was to go in the house so that you could sabotage the house. Help us win the house. Take over the house. Make the house everyone's house. I thought that was the idea, but it turns out the idea really was for you to get in the house and for us to be left out in the cold. And as much as I feel for you, as much as I understand all the things that you are up against, I can't co-sign it. And yes, I understand that standing up for us and going against the house is bad for business, but I want you to understand that's the deal. Sometimes doing what's right is hard as hell. But just because it's hard to do doesn't mean it's not the thing to do. It's bad for business to support us. It's bad for business. For me right now. For me right now. I've got a guy named Tom. He's helping me with my podcast. Right? And he's helping me. Like You go to timblackpaws.com. That's where I'm putting my podcast. My podcast will be there for this show. All the pause podcasts will be there. Right? Because they've been like stopping me from doing my thing on every other platform. Not because I'm a horrible individual or uh, 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 all the negative things that people said about me. It's not a, none of that. Those people who said negative things about, them, about me, most of them were friends or wanted to work with me, but I didn't want to work with them because I could smell a rat. Or it just was so busy. And now they're in a position where it's more advantageous. It's bad for business to stand up or stand beside me. And that's fine. Just have long memories. Because me and Tom are working on things. <laughs> the point is this, man. It's bad for business for me to do what I'm doing. It's bad for business for me to promote a black agenda. It's bad for business for me to, to stand up to white leftists. 
It's bad for business for me to call out fake progressives. It's bad for business for me to shit on neoliberals. Liberals who don't support us. It's bad for business. It's not good for business. Now, if I was a conservative, it would be good for business. The problem is, I don't trust Republicans either. And I don't trust the conservative wing of the Democratic Party either. That's the problem. Because none of them are good for us. That's where the candidates don't want people to get it wrong. That's where all those conservative blacks get it wrong. I agree with them. The Democratic Party is not helping us. By and large. But you can't stop the critique there. You have to go all the way and realize neither is the Republican Party. And the Republican Party has just as much opportunity to help black folks as the, as the Democratic Party. Nothing's stopping Republicans from waking up tomorrow and putting out legislation that helps black people. And don't talk to me about enterprise zones. Enterprise zones help businesses. Most black people do not have successful businesses. It's such a systemically racist system. We just don't have it in sufficient numbers to benefit from the tax breaks. And that's really all you're talking about are tax breaks. Only a certain group of Americans can benefit from that. But still, for some reason, we got dummies running around saying, enterprise zones, enterprise zones, enterprise zones, enterprise zones, as if that's the ticket out. For who? I'd like to know. So, it's always something to lose. It's always something to lose when you don't do what's good for business, when we understand that. And I know it's a step. I know it's going to be painful, Johnson. I know it's a risk. I know it's tough. Here's the deal. We ain't stopping, and I'm not stopping. So, you ain't got to do the tough thing. You continue to You can continue to ignore black issues. You can act like you a fine woman at the club who don't need nobody to buy you a drink. And you got a good man waiting for you at home. And I understand that and I respect that. I get that. In fact, I admire that. You keep doing you. You do you, boo. Just know this. Later when it don't work out, later when the cows come home, or when the roosters come home to roost, or later when the whale runs, runs dry, or later when the shit hits the fan, or later when the people start to wake up and the people start to see that you weren't riding for the people, don't come to me then. If you ain't down now, don't be down later. Don't be sometimey. Don't be forgetful. You didn't stand then. Don't stand later. You ain't with me now. Don't stand later. Wear it. Wear it. You were a fair-weathered friend to black people. And when it's all exposed, own up to it. If you could have brought on Dr. Sandy Dirty and you didn't bring him on, if you could have fought for a black agenda, if you could have supported that and you didn't. If you could have ran on reparations, but you didn't. If you could have supported this show for us and you didn't. When the time comes, because I ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. Black issues are going to be relevant forever until America gets its shit right. I don't think America ever will totally get it right. So it's going to be an issue forever. We're going to be forever playing catch-up. We're going to know who our friends are. We're going to start identifying who those friends are. We're going to start identifying, more importantly, who our friends are not. And that needs to be examined. So the same way we spend all this time calling out Karens to expose those 
with racist bias against black folks. We do our best to destroy their lives. How about we equally deliver rebuke to those who shit on us as a people? Yeah, the ones that collect a lot of money, not just some, some moderately employed real estate agent who's an asshole who had a bad day living off four cups of coffee, probably grew up with a racist dad. Not just that individual person, but how about these structures? And how about these 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 uh, these heads of networks? How about these content networks? And how about their employees? How about those people? Not just donate people that are famous. How about the famous people that go out every day who make it their job to do what's best for business, which is what's worse for us, How about them? How about we expose them? How about we use we use we save a little bit of that angst and that frustration for those entities that are hurting black people in this country who are not and more more than likely not helping black people. See now things start getting a little bit more interesting. We're not just talking about some pissed off kid in front of Walmart. But see, that's bad for business because you have not been given the authorization by the white power structure to go after other people beyond a certain level. Hell, man, if Harvey Weinstein would have been just abusing black women, he'd be making another another five or six movies with Mark Wahlberg or some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, keep it real. We do know that, right? Right? We're not delusional, right? You have not been authorized. You've been authorized to go after a powerless white lady who says offensive shit, who, who I'm glad, okay, fine, yes, you're right. Get her, get her, get her ass. I don't care. She's horrible. We'll show her what a nigger is, fine. She wants to use the word nigger, get her. But don't stop there. Don't stop there. How about the company she works for that don't hire niggas? How about that? How about we go a step further? You got this big platform, hundreds of thousands of people watching. And you know what you do, if not millions? You spend all your time going out the lowest common denominator, feeding them chips. Now, nah, motherfucker, we want a four-course meal. Go after the real evil motherfuckers. Be bad for their business, but good for our business. For instance, recently Bill Maher had a horrific segment. He did a horrific segment, guys. He was complaining about black people singing the black national anthem. And then a couple of football teams decided to play it in their privately owned sports arenas. Now, that song has been around the black national anthem, lift every, lift every voice and sing. I did a segment on it. Of course, they get shared by leftists. Because remember, it helps black people. If, if, if my content helps black people, they don't want to see it. That's not important to them. I digress. Bill Maher recently did this diatribe. No one called it a diatribe. I didn't hear people saying how horrible it was. Well, he was shitting on the Black National Anthem, lift every voice song, a song that black people have been singing for 100 years that's been considered or called the Black National Anthem. 
Because any song, any song that glorifies a time in America, that glorifies America at a time where we weren't considered human beings, or three-fifths of a human being, is no song we want to sing. Right? I mean, if, if, if America was predominantly black and we had songs that glorified a time in which white people were considered less than human, I, I, I got a feeling we would you would understand, but okay, you don't get it. Fine. But the part that really pissed me off is that he was talking about segregation. He said, for black people to have their own song is us working backwards. How many people you think called Bill Maher about, out about this? He said, we were working backwards for black people to have their own song in a country that was built on separa separation. He said that we were, we were choosing to be separate. He was critiquing black people for having their own songs. When in America, all white people did is still white people, it's still black people's songs. It's still black people's style. It's still black people's culture. It's still black people, literally. There was a time when black people and white people before segregation, black people and white people were working together. We were living together. And black people, when they did well, white people got angry. Like in the Atlanta, the Atlanta riots. The Atlanta, the Atlanta race riots. That's what they call it. It was like 1908 or some shit. Had a couple of black businesses that were cutting white people's hair. And because they were doing well, white people got angry. So white people took to the streets and started killing black people indiscriminately. Women, children, men. Why? Because black people were doing well in business. And they didn't think that black people should be able to do as well as white people. And from that came segregation. Because the only way to keep from them killing off any black person that did well was we had to say we can't have black people and white people be in the same place. We can't have white people seeing black people compete. Because when white people saw black people compete and succeed, that became a problem. That's when they go get their guns and go here to kill black people. And since there's more of them, they would usually win. It's just they own the prison system and the court systems. If it did go to court, they would win, always. And these people didn't even get fair trials. In fact, some of them would get, who didn't even participate were beaten and tortured until they agreed to sign confessions to shit they weren't even present to do. And then they were executed by the state. Of these people, and we got Bill Maher on a show on HBO that he's been on for, I think, 20 years, blaming black people for having their own song and calling it voluntary segregation in a, in a country that's still segregated largely, largely in schools. Who draws the school districts? White people. In a country that's segregated when it comes to neighborhoods, who drew us those lines? Who was doing the redlining? They drew us out. White people. The white power structure. And Bill Barr gets to get away with saying shit about it. And a lot of prominent black people don't say shit. Why? Because it's bad for business to call out Bill Maher. It's bad for business 
to say the truth about Bill Maher, that he's a racist bigot who peddles, peddles racist white supremacy and racism every other show out of his mouth. He punches down on black people for having a song and doesn't, and says the reason why segregation is bad, but he doesn't address redlining, segregation in housing or education or segregation in employment. No, he focuses on segregation due to a song. The lamest shit on the earth, the lamest shit possible. And how many people talked about it? Well, I remember I talked about it. I think Willie D talked about it. A lot of other people didn't talk about it. Nobody didn't talk about it. They want to go on the Bill Maher show. Because Bill Maher is good for business. Now, he's not good for black people, but he's damn good for business. Get it? That makes sense? And don't get me wrong. I would like to go to Bill Maher's show, too, and argue with his ass and tell him he's full of shit and come with a lot of numbers and stats and facts. You know? and embarrass him. I'd love to have that opportunity to debate him on this shit. But I would not go on this show and say, hey, good job, Bill. Way to go. Let's talk about something else. Let's find common ground. As we ignore the elephant in the room of how badly you've been treating black people. How horrible you are. I mean, at this point, all of us know how horrible Bill Maher is. Right? <laughs> we, a lot of us know, right? A lot, of, a lot of my viewers already know how horrible Bill Maher is. But the rest of the country doesn't know that. I saw a clip where, I think Ari Spears, the comedian, Ari Spears was talking with a couple people about some issues on his podcast. And he said, I'm a big Bill Maher fan. And I think Rizzo Islam was on his show. And Rizzo Islam, he's really controversial. But uh, he didn't comment. He just said, what? He's like, yeah, I love Bill Maher. And Bill Maher this and Bill Maher that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there thinking, how could this motherfucker not know how horrible Bill Maher is? And then I realized it's possible Earl Spirit doesn't know how bad Bill Maher is. And I'm giving him this. Benefit of the doubt. Maybe he doesn't know how horrible Bill Maher is because no one has the balls to say how horrible Bill Maher is except for a couple of people on YouTube or Twitch. That most people won't say nothing because Bill Maher is good for business, just like Joe Rogan. So Joe Rogan can play in this area where he just likes to examine thoughts, just have conversations high. It's always funny how white people get to peddle white supremacy and racism and bigotry and hide behind, hey, I'm just having a conversation. Black people don't get to just have conversations. The last time Nick Cannon had a conversation, he lost three shows. But Joe Rogan can have conversations. Some people can have conversations. Some of us can't. Some of us allow freedom of speech and some of us are not. And just like those moms that came for us in 1908 in Atlanta, not for doing anything we shouldn't have been doing, doing what we should do, which is be enterprising, develop a business, do well. A barber opened up a barber business and he told his barbers not just how to cut black hair, but to cut white hair too. And white people did not like that because they should be making the money cutting white hair. Not black people. What's good for business? 
is what they do. And if you're bad for business, you are you are persona non grata. You're someone to get rid of, and they will work to get rid of you. Hence, where we all are, we are all here. But on the Pause with Tim Black show, we don't care about what they like and don't like. We don't care about what the system wants. We don't care about what you can say. They say we can't say. And I, frankly, guys, I don't know how long I'm gonna be around. I don't mean physically on this earth. No one knows that. But I don't know how much longer we'll be able to survive. Because I'm bad for business. I'm bad for business intentionally. Because if I'm not bad for the business of white supremacy, if I'm not bad for the business of racism, if I'm not bad for the business of bigotry, then I'm good for it. And I can't do that. I won't allow myself to be good for it. Either you're bad for business or you're good for business. But if the business is depriving black people of their power, of their vote, and using it to better black people, I'll be bad for that. I'm guilty. If I have to shut up in order to be good for business, if I have to deny that we as black people should have agency over our vote, should have the ability to get a black agenda done within a party that we or without us, it would be no Democratic Party. Without the black vote, Democrats would never, ever, 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 ever hold office again. I say we take that power, and instead of what these assholes are trying to get you to do, which is destroy the party, that you have only the only place, the only party you have any any saying, they want you to destroy it, to waste all your time destroying the party. I'm not saying don't critique the party, but have a fucking goal in mind. See, they're going to make money off starting a party. They're making money off promoting a third party, okay? They're making money. That's the idea. My thing is, why are we destroying the only party that we have any control in? Now, what we should be focusing on doing is black people. I know what white people want to do. Black people that are a part of that, please rethink your motives. Please rethink their motives. Are they really fighting for you and your cousins and your uncles and your sisters and your brothers to have better lives or they fight for themselves? And will you as a black person, will you and your community benefit from this? Or would you benefit more from us working our asses off to get black people to force the Democratic Party to implement policies to help us? And what I mean is a black agenda reparations and cut the check. Cut the check. I think if you sit down and you get away from them for a minute, you break away from your white friends online and on the fake leftists, you break away from them for a second, you start thinking about it. You talk to just your black friends. People that tell you it's impossible. It's impossible for them. Yeah, it's impossible for them as white folks because most of them vote Republican. It's, it's impossible for them to get the Democratic Party to do what they want. Ain't enough for them. 90% of black people vote for the Democratic Party. We can get those people and more to come out. What, how many, how many black people even vote? And we can increase those numbers and then get focused, get focused and organize around getting the Democratic Party to do our bidding. Could they ignore us? They have no problem ignoring the Green Party and ignoring the White People's Party. Right? They got no problem ignoring these other parties. Will they be able to ignore their most trusted group, their most dependable voting block in their own party? Harder to do. And the reason why it's not working with progressives and not trying to tell them is because you don't have enough focus on black issues. 
Instead, you want to tell black people what they should want and what's best for them. I'm not saying this is easy, guys. No, I'm not saying that. I get it. It's going to be hard as hell. Only thing that's easy is doing nothing. But if we're going to have a shot, any shot whatsoever, we got to continue to be bad for business. We got to make it bad for business for them to ignore us. And right now, that's not happening. And if you want enough black people in sufficient numbers to come out, to get involved, you have to focus on black issues. We have to empower, empower black people that stand up for black people. Not black people to stand up for white people in black spaces to further their own talking points. Not to be a mouthpiece for white people. No. But for you to literally stand up for black people issues. For the issues that impact us. And champion in what's most important to us. Survey says reparations is it. A black agenda is it. It's a no-brainer. Cut the check. Hashtag cut the check is a hashtag that we use. Also, Tim Black Pauls. Hashtag TB Pauls. Find me as Real Tim Black on these social media platforms as long as they'll have me, which ain't going to be long. Go to timblackpause.com for the podcast. Sign up for it. If they're not fighting for us, who are they fighting for? If they're not fighting for us, who are they fighting for? And if you are, if you are supporting them and they're not fighting for you, who are they fighting for? They're fighting for someone. They're helping someone. All I'm saying, guys, and it's very simple. What's good for business for them may not be good for business for you. Don't be your own worst enemy. Don't work against yourself. Don't, don't enable them because they got a couple of couple of biscuits on the table. Because you get a benefit out of it momentarily in the present. We got to think big picture. And the big picture says we have the numbers to have the most impact and to push these motherfuckers our way. And if enough of us push back, if enough of us are willing to stand up, Burning us down ain't going to be that easy this time. Driving us out ain't going to be that easy this time. We have to make it bad for business for them to ignore us. Cut the check. Wolfpack. People are old reparations. Reparations now. All my Johnsons. Wolfpack. Big K. Ayo, wait, hold up, pause, no debate, no applause. Tired of the wait, man, we need a revolution, but you can't to the bait. We be down for the cause. I be late on a sauce, keep us down for the cause. Fuck up, round, get a public execution. Better wise up, hold up, fuck it, pause. Pause like 10 black, overwhelmed, but I gotta get my wits checked. We be preaching to the quiet like a hymn track, but we gotta make a dent, get the rich back. Play 
Living in the street, we got brothers that overdosing. Trying to help the poor with their handicap and emotion. Both parties suck. Take a minute and let it soak in. They don't give a fuck, they be locking you up and smoking. Both parties suck. Johnson, what the serving up? It's a lace concoction. Spit it in a face. Johnson, what the fuck you do with a snake when you boxing? Wanna fall in line with the face is an option. I'm a sin for mine, I'm a ride with my conscience. If you want the right, I advise you with caution. When they get the chance, so you out like an auction. Fucked in, it's like a troll opposition. Comes down the boat and they roll their position. Top down, yeah, I'm sold on the mission. I ain't bring a coast, I'm a search of friction. Politicians faking these raps, give me conniptions. They be out here serving their donuts like a religion. Calling out these blasphemies, promises my addiction. They ain't got no soul, yeah, they sold it up for a bail. Wait, hold up, pause, no debate, no applause. Tired of the weight, man, we need a revolution, but you can't to debate. We be down for the cause. I be late on a sauce, give us down, fuck the cause, fuck up, round, get a public execution. Better wise up, hold up, fuck it, pause. Ayo time, fuck a conservative Ronald McDonald. Clean, but you look and you sound like you off at the bottle. White boy dress for the bottle. You see through the grip, so you need to let off to the throttle. Try the right, we beside the Sabbath. The top be a man, we can walk through the basics. You ain't getting shot, just talking about race. Motherfucker, you can shop for me and race. Yo, say you spitting facts, you clearly be in your feelings. Quoting Ben Shapiro, what else the fuck you can say? See, we didn't free the slaves, and you acting like we the same. Like we're sounding effects, same thing, you fucking idiot. Right wing frauds really made me belligerent. Educate America, overcoming the ignorance. Big homie black, show you bitches the difference. Say I social jobs, blame it on the immigrants. Bro, for initiative, hold the line with the wolf pack. Give me a shot, I blew through them like I'm a fullback. Riding from inside the center, where your soul at? Can't strike flies, cause homie be full of bullcrap. ACAB, yeah, I'm bending the law, your system is broke. Give me niggas and odds, need to find intervention. Need to fix by the gods, hold up, I'ma need to catch my breath. Pause. Wait, hold up, pause. No debate, no applause. Tight of the weight, man, we need a revolution, but you can't.